Hello and welcome to the I Am Guru Gray podcast. Happy to have you here tonight. Uh, about two hours after the game seven from the Clippers Nuggets series, and man, I'm I'm excited to to sit down and and analyze this one tonight. Um, you know, I wanted to give it a, a little little time to marinate, uh, see what's going on on Twitter, see all the backlash that the Clippers are getting. Look, I'm I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm really sorry if you're one of the 37 Clippers fans that exists on this planet. Uh, but this is this this Clippers franchise is just absolutely cursed. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a really big Knicks fan, and I thought I had it bad. But man, I, the second blown three one lead on the cusp of getting to the conference finals in a span of five years that's awful. Never making it to the conference finals at all that's awful. Continuing to have your two best players and Blake Griffin and Chris Paul get hurt every year in the playoffs, basically when they were together. Awful. Not making the playoffs for probably 20 out of 25 years after moving to L.A. I mean, I, there's a giant laundry list with all the crap that has happened to this Clippers franchise. I, I don't even need to get into it. But the future of this team uh, does not look good. I am getting a lot of whatever year it was, 2013-2014 Nets vibes from this team. Uh, after Nets GM Billy King gave away... Uh, draft picks and and swap rights uh, for the next whatever it was five six seasons to the Celtics um, to trade for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce who I think helped them get to the playoffs once or twice and then were 38 years old and never relevant again uh, and Boston got Marcus Smart Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum out of that um, the Clippers won't have uh, their first round pick or the higher pick between them and the Thunder until I think it's 2028. Uh, so until, uh, what would that be? Until like fourth graders, current fourth graders are in the NBA draft, the Clippers won't have their draft picks. So that's fun. Uh, so they're screwed. Kawhi and PG are going to be unrestricted in, uh, a year if they decline their player options, which I bank on, uh, probably give that an 80, 90% chance unless something weird happens with the cap and then they, they stay. But, uh, you know, if they, if they don't make it to the finals next year, those guys are gone. Um, at least Kawhi is. I don't know about PG. I mean, th this dude, Paul George, was so bad in this series. Like, I being a Knicks fan, uh, I, you know, my team hasn't been in the playoffs in uh, seven, eight years, so I don't really have anything to root for when NBA playoff basketball comes around. So uh, Nikola Jokic has been my, my favorite player in the NBA the last couple of years, so I, I, I've kind of taken a big liking to this Denver team. So I, I kind of end up pulling for them in the playoffs a little bit. But, you know, and just that I, so I'm trying to be unbiased. But when I'm rooting for Denver to win, I feel phenomenal whenever Paul George is shooting the ball, especially in the second half. Like, I I think that's a great outcome for the, for the Denver defense whenever he shoots the ball. And if I'm thinking that way with a guy like Paul George or Russell Westbrook or whoever it may be, I mean, that guy just – can't be the second best player on a championship team. There's no way. If if the defense feels comfortable letting that guy shoot when the game is in in crunch time, I mean that is that is the definition of of not a big time performer or scorer. Um, so that was bad. I think Doc Rivers might need to be on the hot seat here. Uh, I mean this is the third three one lead this guy's blown in his coaching career, uh, dating back to Orlando 
uh, when T-Mac and that team, coached by Rivers, blew a 3-1 lead to the Pistons uh, about 17 years ago, and then in uh, the Clippers twice now. Uh, and then he's blown three 3-2 three, leads, uh, including a, a really notable one. You know, LeBron kind of took over that series in, uh, I think it was 2012. That was kind of a statement game for LeBron. But either way, blown 3-2 lead for the Celtics. I mean, Doc Rivers has just been blowing leads his entire career. Um, so I mean, some of the blame needs to go to, to, go to him. Uh, if, if this Clippers team really was as talented as, as most people were saying they were, Throughout the entire season, I mean, two whatever it is, a top three player and and uh, a second top fifteen player in Paul George, and then uh, a much better supporting cast than the Lakers. Um, even though I think Lou Williams was garbage in the series, awful. He he was barely providing anything on offense. And if I'm the Clippers, I, like I don't know why Kawhi isn't shooting every time when the game's close at the end. I don't trust anybody else shooting. Um, like, maybe Marcus Morris, maybe Paul George at times. But, I mean, that's a maybe. Lou Will, I don't remember him making a single clutch basket in this entire series. And on top of that, he's just getting skewered on defense. Like, absolutely roasted, torched. He cannot guard anyone. And the Nuggets target him in switches every time he's on the he's on the court. Um, and then, meanwhile, Montrez, uh, Montrez Harrell, their other sixth man of the year, uh, can't hang with Jokic at all. Like, Basically got played off the court. Uh, I don't understand why Doc didn't play Jamichael Green over over Montrez. Um, I mean, it felt like Montrez couldn't score on Jokic most of the time. Uh, and, you know, Rudy Gobert had a, a decent time doing that. So if, if Rudy Gobert can score and, and Montrez can't, that's a red flag for him. And meanwhile, he's just he's just way too small uh, and not long enough to to hang with Jokic on defense. So that leads to Doc sending double teams at Jokic the entire night. And it almost felt like <laughs> it almost felt like he just forgot that this guy's basically the third best passer in the entire league behind Luka and LeBron. And I the way he plays in games like this, there's a case to be made that he's the best passer in the league, the best passing big of all time. Uh, and he can find anyone at any time. And Doc Rivers just is letting him pass into four-on-three situations. And that leads to a barrage of open threes and backdoor cuts for layups in the second half. Uh, this Clippers team, like they didn't even look like they wanted to win. Um, but aside from, from all of the Clippers slander, uh, I I think Jokic has asserted himself as the fifth best player in the NBA. Now I, you know, I don't, I don't think there's, if, if we're deciding who the best player in the NBA is to me, that's who gives my team the best chance to win if they're on the court for me. Uh, Jokic is playing 40 minutes a game. He's not really fatigued in any of these games. Uh, and now through 28 playoff games, the guy's averaging whatever it is, like 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists on unbelievably hyper-efficient shooting splits. I think 52% from the field and 44 from 3 in the playoffs or something. And that's through four seven-game series that he's played. Um, you know, last year's San Antonio series, he looked awesome, and then against Portland when they came up just short, and then now this year beating Utah and the Clippers in seven games. Uh, the guy's a matchup nightmare. I, I don't care what people say about his defense. He's average at the worst. Uh, I just think his hands and basketball IQ and just always being in the right spot and his size make him at least an average defender. Uh, I mean, guys like Montrez Harrell, who scored 18, 19 points a game this year, couldn't get a bucket on him in the series at all. Um, and... Uh, 
Zubox didn't look great either when when he was on the court. Um, I mean, really, Jamichael Green was the Clippers' only viable option at the five, in my opinion, this series. Um, but I, I think Jokic is, is turning into a better player than James Harden and Anthony Davis. I mean, we saw Anthony Davis, uh, what, make it to the playoffs two times in his entire stint in New Orleans. Uh, and he, he made it out of the first round once. Um, you know, I, I, I would take Jokic over him at this point. I, he, this, this man has proved that he can lead his team into the conference finals and possibly further, depending on what happens. Uh, I don't know if they're my pick over the Lakers right now, but, you know, I would take Jokic over AD. I would take Jokic over James Harden, who absolutely choked in Game 7 of uh, the Thunder Series this year. And it's kind of a miracle that the uh, the Rockets didn't lose that game. Yeah, he, sh- he showed up on defense, but I think James Harden shot 4 for 15 and scored 17 points in that game. Um, that's not That doesn't say top five player to me, and that's on top of his meltdown against the Spurs a few years ago and uh, his lack of shot making against the Warriors in, in some of these elimination games. And uh, He has a big list of, of playoff failures, and now Jokic has shown up huge in four game sevens in the last two years. Um, and he was the best player in this series, and this series included Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Uh, Paul George, who was third in MVP and Defensive Player of the Year voting last year. Still only a year removed from that, regardless of how he played this series. And Kawhi Leonard, who was easily the best player in the playoffs last year, and Jokic completely outplayed both of them, um, had the most rebounds of uh, any player in a Game 7 in the last 20 years tonight, on top of uh, unbelievable playmaking. His scoring wasn't even there, yet he still felt like he had the control of the game, which is, is pretty special. You know, you don't really see that with too many guys, uh, especially since he's not an elite defender. Like, there's probably only LeBron and Chris Paul and these other elite facilitators where they can really just have the absolute control of any game, even when they're only scoring 14, 16 points. And Jokic had that tonight. Um, And then on top of that, Jamal Murray is borderline superstar now. I mean, I don't know what you want to call him, but he's basically a top 15 player in the league. Uh... He's he scored 40 today in a game seven against what was supposedly, uh, you know, the best or second best defense in the entire league. Uh, every time down the court, Jamal Murray is guarded by either Patrick Beverly, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Uh, by my account, three of probably the 12 best defensive players in the entire league. Um, and that that wasn't a problem for him tonight. So he looked amazing. And this this two man duo between Jamal Murray and Jokic feels like it's arguably the the second best duo in the league now. I mean, uh, you look at the other top guys between uh, Giannis, Kawhi, LeBron, Luka, Harden, AD, and Jokic. Uh, Jamal Murray, other than Anthony Davis, is the second best uh, option. I mean, he's he's the best second option for any of these for any of these top guys. Um, and just the way they play together is just so amazing to watch. Uh, I mean, tonight, Jamal Murray coming off the pick and roll with Jokic was just literally unstoppable because the Clippers had to send two at him every time since he was hitting so many jumpers. And then right when they send two, he passes to Jokic on the short roll. And then the short roll is indefensible for the Clippers because once they send a guy at him, then Jokic basically has a three on two. And, you know, again, that just comes back to Doc Rivers just completely blowing this. Um so yeah, I, I think 
This is just the most Clippers thing of all time. Uh, blowing a 3-1 lead, uh, leading by double digits in all three of uh, Game 5, Game 6, and Game 7. I think they had a 20-plus point lead in Game 5 and Game 6, and they were up by uh, whatever it was, up by 12 at the end of the, the second quarter today before the Nuggets went on uh, like an unbelievable run. Um, outscored the Clippers by like 23, 24 points per game in the second halves of these last three games, I think. And, you know, I they'll, they'll give the Lakers some trouble. I, I, I had them as a, a dark horse finals team before the playoffs started, and, you know, they're, they're getting close. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers are able to defend Jokic uh, and Jamal Murray. I think we'll see a lot of Alex Caruso guarding Jamal Murray in the next series. Um, but, I mean, this Nuggets team has impressed me. Uh, you know, no quit at all they never give up uh coming down from 3-1 twice in a row never been done before uh, and aside from Jokic and Jamal Murray it would be I mean if they had a third guy who was like even just a top 50 player uh this team would would feel like a, a favorite arguably to win the finals um I mean their third best player in this series was probably Jeremy Grant if I had to say just because of his defense. They don't have a third guy who can consistently score. They have Michael Porter Jr., but, uh, you know, as everyone knows at this point, cannot stay on the floor just because he's lost on defense. But, you know, hopefully that changes in the near future. Um, you know, barring something crazy, I, I don't think this Nuggets team wins the finals this year. I'm not going to rule it out because at this point we've, we've learned that we can't rule anything out with this team, but... I'm not going to rule out a, a finals win with this team. Uh, so assuming that doesn't happen, even though it may, uh, assuming that doesn't happen, they're, they're probably going to need to go out and get a third guy um, to get over the hump because I don't see Michael Porter Jr. just becoming a lockdown defender this offseason, um, given they are still missing Will Barton. Gary Harris is uh, having arguably the worst shooting career, uh, shooting year of his career. Um. But, I mean, if, if they can put together a trade to get uh, a Chris Paul or, you know, any of these kind of overpaid guys who are still very good uh, that some teams might be looking to, to dump uh, in order to rebuild, I mean, Denver seems like a prime candidate to trade for them, whether, whether it's a trade package of uh, Gary Harris plus uh, – Will Barton and a bull bull and a first round pick. I, that feels to me like it would land Chris Paul. Uh, I don't know why the Thunder wouldn't do that. Um, but I mean, with that or another trade package, uh, you know, PJ Dozier, some other good guys that uh, some young guys that they could throw in. Um, I think this, this Nuggets team could definitely use a trade package to go get a third guy. Uh, and they, I think they'll need to, but you know, if the over-under is 0 0.5 for uh, Nuggets championships in the next five years, I'm taking the over. I'd be surprised, really surprised, if they didn't win within the next few years. Uh, just this young two-man core of, of Jokic and Jamal, um, both of them 26 and under, and blossoming into stars and superstars. I future is very bright in Denver. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's my that's my wrap for that game. Um, most Clippers bullcrap of all time, and I'm not I'm not that surprised by it. Uh, it's a cursed franchise, and you know 
between Paul George's struggles and I people aren't probably going to talk about this. Maybe they will, but Kawhi Leonard going six of twenty in a game seven. I mean, I think this Clippers team until a Lou Williams garbage time three was like one of seventeen in the fourth quarter. Absolute meltdown, no excuse, and. You know, hats off to the Denver Nuggets. I think Mike Malone did a great job, and Jokic played out of his mind this series, and uh, things are looking bright for the Nuggets. So, yeah, thank you for listening. I hope all is well. Everybody take care, stay safe, and uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you.